Job chapter 14. Um, just want to read three verses of Scripture, and, and I know we're getting a little late, so we'll try to hurry. Amen. <laughs> Job chapter 14. I just really feel, feel that God wants to encourage us. Amen. Just really encourage us um, in, the, in the Lord. Amen. Job chapter 14. Uh, I want to read verses 7 through 9 if you would stand with me if you can for the reading of the word and won't keep you long. Go ahead and stretch out, Chase. Oh. <laughs> um, I want to thank Sean and Amanda Boyles too. Um, your family for just being here helping us this week. Just We love you all so much and just so thankful. Amen for them and their help to work up at the house. Um, here's what the Bible says in Job chapter 14, verse 7. Um, for there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old, in the earth, somebody say, in the earth. In the earth. And the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water, it will bud. I feel the Holy Ghost in that. <laughs> yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. Jesus, I pray that you would just anoint me tonight, God, to deliver your word, that what you have invested and poured in, that, God, that it would flow out in grace and in mercy and in truth. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. amen. I titled the message tonight, and I had preached on these passages back at a tent meeting several years ago, but I titled this message tonight, If There's Hope for a Tree, Surely there's hope for me. Amen. If there's hope for a tree, then surely there's hope for me. And I just secondly titled this, New Fruit from an Old Root. New Fruit from an Old Root. And I just felt like God began to really, truly deal with me that some of us had been given promises a long time ago, but yet we've not seen the fulfillment of God come through on these promises. When I heard the Lord tell me this today, I heard him say, you're about to see the fulfillment of the words that were released and the seeds that were sown. You're about to see promises that you thought were dead, dry, and gone. That those promises were cut down and you would never see the fulfillment of them, Brother Chad. Some of you have just lost hope almost. That you wondered if these things were ever going to come to pass. I heard the Holy Ghost say to me today that I am supposed to encourage you to let you know that God has not forgotten or forsaken the seed that was sown into your life and that we're about to see new fruit come from an old root. We're about to see new fruit come from an old root. Let me tell you, if God would give hope to a tree that it would live again, then I promise you our God will give new life out of you and I. If you're born again, there is resurrected life on the inside of you and I. Amen. There is no way that we can stay down. 
The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, if a man gets knocked down seven times, what is a successful life? That he gets up that many times he gets knocked down. Amen. This life, walking with God, is not about being perfect. There's going to come times you're going to fight hell. There's going to come times you're not going to do everything right. But it's whenever we get knocked down, can we learn from that? When we're down on the ground, we get back up. Why? Because the grace of God is there. It says, get back up, boy. Knock the dirt off of you and keep on going. Amen. I believe that's a time of a successful Christian life. So if there's hope for a tree, surely there's hope for me. Has not the church felt almost cut down over the last several months? With COVID, the doors have been shut. Anybody just felt cut down? You just felt like and whenever something's cut down, you feel like there's no life left? You ever seen a tree when you're walking out in the woods and there's nothing left, the tree's laying over? But have you ever walked past a little stump and you see just a little sprout shooting up? And you know that even though that old tree's dead, there's something new coming up on the inside. Well, God said you better get ready because out of an old root, you're about to see new fruit. Because God said to me today that I'm going to do a new thing in the earth. I'm going to do a new thing. Amen? But let's take a minute and look at the old root. Because so many times that's all we can see is the old. That's all we can see. What can the old root produce? Nothing. As long as we look at the current condition of what is now, then that's all you're ever going to see. Amen? But listen to me. The Lord said today, your present situation is not your final destination. Your present situation is not your final destination. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. It's not over for you and I. I don't care what the world says. It's not over for the church. Amen? It is not over for the church. How many of you have ever felt cut down before? Does anybody like being cut down? You know, people just come by. You know what, as I was praying today, can I tell you religious people will cut you down more than anybody? <laughs> Amen? I said religious people will cut you down more than anybody. I'm talking about you can be all wounded, and religious people will come by and say, what are you doing? The man with the withered hand. He knew that if Jesus showed up, then he can, he can heal my hand. What did the religious people say? Sit down. Don't you stand up. You know, they were always trying to accuse Jesus. Religious people were always trying to cut down wounded people. Religious people were always trying to cut down Jesus. They were always trying to set him up. None of us like being cut down, do we? Sometimes whenever we're cut down, we feel like, well, what good is it anyway? What good is it anyway? There's no hope for my life. And we're tired of being cut down. Well, I can tell you if there's hope for a tree that was cut down, there's hope for you and I that have been cut down. I don't care what people has done. I believe God is about to bring a healing to the church from wounds of religious people that have cut down the true church. Amen? Have you ever felt cut off? Whenever a tree's cut down, now it's cut off. Amen? You know what I've seen even the devil do? He'll begin to use scripture against you. <laughs> the devil will even use scripture against you. Well, don't you know what the word says? Whenever something's cut down and it's not producing fruit anymore, now what's it good for? Now what's it good for? Anybody ever heard the devil just use scripture against you? I'm telling you, you walk with God long enough, the devil will start using anything. And then he's going to get the word out on you. He said, well, look at you. All you are is just laid down. You're cut down. Now all you deserve is to be cut off. Anybody, you, then what happens? You start feeling cut off from the body. You start feeling cut off from the vine. But Jesus never did that. You did that. 
People that ain't even right with God did that. Religious nuts did that. They started cutting you down. You got your feelings hurt. Now you feel cut off and they start helping you. You're cutting yourself off from the life of the vine. You start isolating in your house. You're not faithful to the house of God. I believe pastors and pulpits have begun to do that. We started cutting people off. Don't have church on Sunday nights. You cut people off. I can tell you one thing. I need to be faithful to the house of God. I don't need pastors shutting church down. Well, the Bible says we would meet all the more. I believe people in pulpits begin to cut people off from the life that we need. And that is the church. Amen. Amen. We need to be connected. Amen. We need the body of Christ. And so we just start getting cut off from the very life that we need. And then the next thing, what does the word say? When something's cut down, something's cut off, what's the last thing that happens to that vine? Now it's cast into the fire. You ain't worth nothing. Anybody ever felt that way lately? You're not worth nothing. I don't know if anybody's fault the hell that a lot of the churches fought lately, but I promise you the last thing we needed was the door shut in the house of God. Amen. But I'm telling you, if there was hope for a tree, there's hope for me. You may be here tonight and you may feel cut down. You may feel cut off. And you may feel like all that your life is good for is to be cast into the fire. But I'm telling you, God is about to bring new fruit out of an old root. Amen. Because there's some things that were spoken in your life, Sister Amanda, that I'm telling you, God's not forsaken you, Sister. God's not forgotten about you. Come on, tell me. Bless her, Lord. My God. Hallelujah. You know now, sister. Amen. God put this scripture in my spirit about a month ago, but he's not released me to say anything until tonight. You wouldn't have seen the sprout had it been released any sooner. And the Lord told me it would be prophetic that it would fall on ground that is ready to receive new fruit out of an old root. Not everybody's going to receive it. Some people's going to talk about it. Some people's going to say, I want it, but they really don't want it. They're going to make fun of it, and that's all right. That's all right, amen. I know what God told me, and I know what God said, release in this body tonight, amen. And I believe that we're going to begin to see new fruit, amen, come out of an old root. And here's what the Lord began to show me. Just because you see the tree cut down, just because you see that it's dead and see mold and everything else growing on that, and there's really no substance to the stump that's in the ground, God said, you can't focus on that. You can't focus on the old. Listen to me, church. You can't focus on what they did 10 years ago. We can't focus on what they did 50 years ago. 
We can't focus on what they did at the beginning of the year. God's doing a new thing in the church. And God's doing a powerful thing in the church. Let me tell you something. I can't live off what God did in this house five years ago. I can't live off what God did in this house Sunday. I came back Wednesday night because I need a move of God in my life. And I pray you came back tonight because you needed a move of God in your life too. Amen. I'm telling you, church, we can't live off yesterday's bread. But we got to get back in the face of God. We got to get back in the word of God. Amen. I know that God is doing things. You may not see it. You may not feel it. But church, we got to know what God is doing. Not everybody's going to see it. Not everybody's going to know it. Not everybody's going to feel it. Because when I read the word of God, you see the tree cut down. You see the tree lying down. And as you look at it from a natural eye, you're going to see there's no hope for that tree. But at the sin of water, I'm telling you when the Holy Ghost of God begins to move, the Holy Ghost of God is going to do things that man hasn't seen, that you didn't see, that everybody else around you didn't even know was taking place. There was a There were things going on underneath the ground that was hidden to the natural eye, but there was root. There was water. There was a substance in the seed that was growing up. Hallelujah. Just because everybody don't know what's going on don't mean God ain't moving. I'm going to say that again for the folks in the back. Amen. Just because you don't see everything going on don't mean God's not moving. Sometimes God does things underneath the surface that nobody knows about. Sometimes God does things in the secret place that everybody don't know about yet. But I'm telling you what God's saying in the secret place. uh, Somebody's about to shout it from the rooftops. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I said, somebody is about to have an opportunity to shout it from the rooftops. I'm telling you, God is moving underneath the soil. Everything the natural man sees looks like death and decay and mold growing on it. Oh, but there's a root growing. There's a water that's flowing. There's a scent of water and new life is sprouting up in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How do you know that, Pastor? Because I know who the root is. How you know God's doing something? Because the Bible tells me who the root is in dry ground. Isaiah chapter 53. I'm glad you asked me how I knew because the word tells us. Isaiah 53 verse 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. You mean Jesus may be in all my dirt? You mean Jesus may be hidden with me in the places that you don't know nothing about? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying underneath the surface, who is the root that's there? You may not been invited. Oh, but Jesus is there. I said Jesus is there. Just because you wasn't invited, don't mean God ain't moving. Hallelujah. I feel he's doing things in the church that man can't even comprehend. Amen. Oh, here's what we do. Stay with me just a minute. Well, I'm going to find me a church by what I see in the natural eye. Well, what you got for my kids? We got church. (laughs) 
You don't have Nintendo 360? You don't got black lights? You don't have all that for my kids? Well, we're not going there. <laughs> what do you got for senior citizens? Well, we got church. <laughs> we got an altar. We got Jesus. We got the word. Well, you mean you don't have a certain place for them? <laughs> no. I didn't know we had to have all that. We just got Jesus. Amen. It's worked since the beginning, <laughs> and it still works now. Amen. Well, but don't you know we got to get them in? Well, whatever you do to get them in, you're going to have to keep doing to keep them in. Amen. Let's just get them saved and get them baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I promise you that's going to be enough. I'm telling you people, I said people are looking at what the natural eye sees. But I'm telling you God is doing something underneath the soil. What everybody else said is dead. Just hold on a little bit longer. Hey, just hold on a little bit longer because there's new life. It's about to come out. Hallelujah. I promise you, I had little girls here. That mama's got breast cancer. You think if I put her in the back, she's going to get what she needs? No, 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 no. She got what she needed at an altar. (laughs) She got what she needed tonight at an altar. The baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. You see, he's doing things underneath the surface. We look at it and we see breast cancer. Would she have got baptized in the Holy Ghost had that not came upon you? I said he's working. How do you know he's working? Because Jesus is that root that's in dry ground that nobody knows nothing about, Brother Jason. Don't nobody know what's going on in your home. Don't nobody know what's going on when you're driving in your truck and God's dealing with you personally. Driving, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ain't nobody there. Ain't nobody there, Sister Connie. Nobody sees it. Oh, but Jesus is there. There's things going on. Let me tell you, Jesus ain't afraid to get in your dirty stuff. Jesus ain't afraid to get underneath the surface where nobody else is. You see, a lot of people's willing to go down there. But Jesus is the root in dry ground. And it goes on to say, and as a root out of dry ground, he hath no form and no comeliness. Boy, ain't that something? We look for form, don't we? We look for everything to be just right. It's got to fit this. It's got to fit that. Do they got something for my whole family? I'm telling you, we just need, we just need a good old fresh outpour of the Holy Ghost. We just need God to move again, don't we? Amen. How many of you agree? We just need God to move again. Listen to me. He says, without form, no comeliness to him. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. That's Jesus. You mean to tell me there's nothing in him that I should even desire him? But yet, what do we look for to make sure we got the right church? What's appealing? But if we truly see Jesus in a place, it says that he's not beautiful. He's not come, there's, I mean, we shouldn't even, we wouldn't even desire him by his looks. But yet we're so driven by the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. What we see, Adam and Eve gave into that fruit. Why? It was pleasing to the eye. 
It was pleasing to the eye. And so they went after it. How many of us are being tricked by the devil by good things because it's pleasing and attractive to the eye? But where's Jesus? You might not see him right now because he's underneath the surface. I just want to know if they'll obey me. I just want to know if they're going to come to me. I know everybody else around them says it's no use in doing that. It's no use. That tree's dead. That tree's long gone. That tree's waxed old now. Oh, there ain't nothing left. Oh, but Jesus is underneath the surface saying I just wish they wouldn't look at what they see with their natural eye. I wish they would get a little bit spiritual. I wish they'd get alone in the secret place and not look at the old tree, but they would know at the sin of water as a moving of the Holy Ghost it is going and when the water begins to flow when the sin of water begins to move life is coming hallelujah Isaiah 11 1 says and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots who is that that's Christ that's Christ that's Jesus hallelujah I wasn't going to say this tonight, but I think I got to. Is there any people with pride in here? I got the wrong church. We got the wrong night. <laughs> Ain't nary of us got any pride in us, do we? Well, let me tell you this. So as the pastor of the church, the Lord dealt with me about us. The Lord dealt with me about me. And I'm like, God. Honestly, I don't want to read that. Daniel chapter 4. It's a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. And he had a dream. And that dream was about a tree. That tree was big. Y'all got a few minutes. Daniel chapter 4, verse 11, we'll just read it here. Nebuchadnezzar had that dream and couldn't find anybody to interpret it for him, so he went to Daniel, Belshazzar, and here's what he said. Verse 11, the tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached unto the heaven, and the sight thereof the end of the earth. GFCC, we've reached a long way in the earth in a short amount of time. The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof was much. And in it was meat for all. The beast of the field had shadow under it. The fowls of the heaven dwelt in the bowels thereof, and all the flesh was fed of it. Sounds like a pretty successful tree, don't it? Fruitful, big, it covered animals to lay underneath it. Sounds like that thing's doing the right thing, don't it? I wonder how many of us would take a honest inventory of our lives and say, I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm fruitful. I'm growing. I'm covering people. So God gives Nebuchadnezzar this dream, right? And so now Daniel's lit. He said, I saw in the vision my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and an holy one came down from heaven. He cried aloud and said, thus hewn down the tree and cut off his branches, shook off his leaves and scattered his fruit. Let the beast get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, listen to this, leave 
the stump. <laughs> Leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beast and the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed for man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. So he's sharing this dream. And then Daniel begins to speak back this dream. Verse 19, then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was astonished for one hour, and his thoughts troubled him. And the king spake and said, Belshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation thereof trouble thee. Belshazzar answered and said, My Lord, the dream be to them that hate thee, and the inter interpretation thereof to thine enemies. The tree that thou sawest, which grew and was strong, whose height reached the heaven, and the sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beast of the field dwelt, and upon whose branches the fowls of the heaven had their habitation. Is this thou, O king? Thou art grown and become strong. Thy greatness is grown and reacheth unto heaven, and thy dominion to the end of the earth. Sounds like a successful tree, don't it? But listen. And whereas the king saw a watcher and holy one come down from heaven and saying, hewn down the tree and destroy it, yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass and in the tender grass of love, and let it be wet, the scent of water. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let his portion be with the beast of the field till seven times pass over him. Verse 24, this is the interpretation, O king. That is the degree of the most high which has come upon my Lord the king. The dream that God gave him was him. The Bible goes on to say in chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar walked out on the balcony, and here's, I could just see him doing this. Look at all that I've done. Put a smile on the face. Look at all that I've done. Although God just warned him. God just told him. Belshazzar, Daniel, gave him the interpretation of the dream. And he said, oh, king, this is you. This is you. Why? Because your pride has got in the way. What does the Bible say in the book of Proverbs? Pride comes before what? A fall. If a tree is cut down, what happens to the tree? It falls. Nebuchadnezzar was warned. But the grace of God, even in dealing with his pride, he said, leave the stump. Leave the stump. Leave the stump. You can cut it down, but leave the stump. Can I tell you that even when God deals with us, God still is gracious and loving, and he says, leave the stump. <laughs> Are you thankful today that he said, leave the stump? Just leave the stump because that means if there's hope for a tree, then there's hope for me. And I felt impressed of the Lord. GFCC, don't you get your eyes on everything we've done. 
Don't you get your eyes on us building a new building next door. We better not ever get our eyes on property and projects because God is not in the project and property business. He is always and will always be in the people business. And the moment we ever get our eyes, we've reached around the world. Our tree is big. We've done this. We've done that. We preach here. We preach there. Let me tell you what will happen. God will call down from heaven and cut the tree down and thank God that if that were to happen, Brother Scott, he would say, leave the stump. So I warn us, all of our leadership, we got very real Monday. Very real. And God told me today, it's about to get more real. And he said, I'm about to go much deeper than what I did Monday night. He said, because I've chosen you and anointed you to reach the world. But he said, Jared, you better know how much further you reach, the greater pride will try to come. It don't matter if that church next door ever gets built if our heart's wrong. Anything that any of us do on this platform or any of these other churches, it don't matter where we go, where we attend. I'm telling you, we're prideful by nature. We're prideful people by nature. And the moment that we think that we're better than somebody else and begin to lift up ourselves, then we better know that God will call from heaven and chop down that tree. But I'm thankful for the grace of God. I said, I'm thankful for the grace of God because he warned Nebuchadnezzar. He warned him. But then he goes on to say, as Daniel spoke back to him in the interpretation, he said, oh, king, this is you. And the moment Nebuchadnezzar walked out, I could just see him doing this on the palace and said, look at all that I have done. Immediately, the Lord came down from heaven and put him on the ground. And he went from lifting up high and he was crawling around like cattle. The Bible said his fingernails to begin to be like eagles and begin to grow long. He began to eat grass with the cattle and the dew from heaven began to fall upon his back. And God got that man's attention. And for some of them seven years, he couldn't even look up. But there came a day, Brother Scott, he said, God got his attention. He couldn't even turn his head. But the Bible said he looked up. I believe that man with a wet back eating that grass, Brother Michael. He said, I'm tired of this. God got my attention. I believe he just lifted his eyes just a little bit further. He said, oh, oh, God. The Bible said immediately, immediately, after the period of seven years, when he looked up to heaven, he said, immediately, my mind was restored. <laughs> he was that root. He was that stump. Oh, can I tell you that Christ was there? Can I tell you that Jesus was there the whole time? Verse 34, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. Can you say amen to that? Listen to what I'm about to say. Maybe some of you's been knocked down. Maybe some of you's been out in the field eating on the grass 
grass like the cattle. I came to prophesy to somebody tonight in this house, if you'll lift up your eyes towards heaven, God's about to bring an excellent move of God upon your life just like he did to Nebuchadnezzar. Why? Because if there's hope for a tree, my God, there's hope for you and there's hope for me. Amen. Verse 36, at the same time, my reasoning returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and my brightness returned unto me. And my counselors and my Lord sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom. And excellent majesty was added unto me. Can I tell you, Nebuchadnezzar, when he woke up from there, can I tell you, he became a greater man than he was in the very beginning. And somebody needs to know, you may have been fighting hell. You may have been out in the pasture with the cattle. But God has come to tell somebody, tonight in this house at the scent of water somebody's about to rise up and God is going to renew and restore even a greater majesty to your life than you've ever known before hallelujah hallelujah brother Rafe are you playing you can come help me get out of here amen Isaiah verse 6, verse 13, chapter 6, verse 13 says this. Hallelujah. Y'all still with me? We'll try to hurry right here to close. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 13. I feel the Lord tonight. He says this, but yet in it shall be a tenth, and it shall return and shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them, when they cast their leaves, so the holy city shall be the substance thereof. Can I tell you tonight, the seed, there's substance in the seed. There's substance in the seed. And seeds that were sown in your life, I don't care if it was 50 years ago. I don't care if it was 100 years ago. There's substance in the seed. And God's promises over you, Pastor Michael, are still the same. They're yes and amen, brother. And the seed that was sown into your life is about to grow new fruit. New fruit out of an old root. New fruit out of it. Why would God put new fruit in an old root? Because people's going to see what we once was. They're going to see the old root, but they're going to see the new fruit coming out of that. And they're going to say, my God, my God. My God, I knew who Nebuchadnezzar was before, but there's something, something happened in that pasture. <laughs> something happened whenever he went through that trial. They're not the same person that they once were. There's something greater upon that life. Oh, they know him from sitting down there seven years in that cow field. Oh, but now he's rising up. There's something different about him. Can I tell you, the Bible says that lineage would come out of David. Amen. That Christ, that we would see David, David a type of Christ, amen. Listen to this very quickly. 2 Samuel chapter 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12. Where did we say that? Job 14 says this. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth. I had y'all say in the earth a while ago, right? And the stock thereof die in the ground, amen. Listen to this. 2 Samuel chapter 12. We know the story. David set up, was supposed to be at war, but instead he saw Bathsheba because he stayed back. He gave in to lustful sin with Bathsheba. 
she became pregnant. They had a child. The child died, right? The child died. Listen to this. Verse 18 says, And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. Back up one verse, verse 17. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from where? The earth. Where was the tree at? Where was the roots died at? In the earth. Cohen, can I borrow you for a minute? Come on, man. He's a big old boy. He's going to be a tree. Get down on that ground, man. Come on. Come on, man. Get down there. Just lay down all the way. Lay down. He's on the earth. Just lay all the way down. There you go. He's going to be that tree. He's on the earth, right? He's on the earth. What is the earth? The top of the old life. Where did God reach down? Pick dirt up from. The earth. So that tree and the roots, they're dead. They're waxed old. Where at? In the earth. Now where's David at? David's child is about to die. Where's David at? He's on the ground. He's on the earth. What does the Bible go on to say? Does it say that the elders came to get him up from there? No. At first though, look right here. Listen to this. Listen to this. Verse 17, And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. Let me tell you, people don't have the right to pick you up from the old life. Elders, I don't care how spiritual they are. They tried to get David up from the earth. People can't cause a tree to live again. Pastors can't get people to live again. Elders can't get people to live again. Board members can't get people to live again. Board members don't have a right to control anything. Pastors don't have a right. We, who are we to just go pick them up? What's going to do it? A scent of water. A scent of water. It's going to take the moving of the Holy Ghost. Because elders came. Now, do board members have a proper place? Yes. Do pastors? Yes. They lead that. But can they pick them up and make and give them life? No. But can I tell you, at the scent of water, new life came. Amen? Listen to this. Listen to this. Are you still with me? This gets gooder and gooder. So David's laying there on the ground. He didn't eat bread with them. Verse 19, and when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Listen, listen to this. Verse 20, then David arose from the earth and what did he do? What do you wash with? The water was calling. He said, I'm fixing to get up and what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to bathe. At the scent of water. I believe David was down there mourning and crying and just looking at the old life, looking at everything, the old root. All he could see was the old root. Your sinful ways caused this baby to die. It's your fault. Who do you think you are? If you'd have only been at war, this baby wouldn't have died. I smell water calling my name. I feel the Holy Ghost drawing me. Back, I believe David said, I'm going to get up. And he got up. 
get up, go. He said, I'm going to go wash. I'm going to go wash. Where did he go immediately? He went and got in water. <laughs> Can I tell you the answer to us getting up off the earth is water? Amen. The Hebrew word carries the connotation of washing with water to make clean. He said, I got to get up. The water was calling him. The water was calling. And at the scent of water, new life came to David. He picked himself up off the ground. He began to wash. The scent of water was calling his name. Listen to this. There was a seed that was sown. There was a seed that was inside of David. And he knew if he stopped there, then would the lineage to the throne go on? No. And so the Bible says when he got up to wash, he anointed himself, he changed his garment, he got the earth off of him, but there was still seed in him. Some of you need to know there's still seed in you. Rafe said he led you to the Lord at the Holmes County Jail the other day. Did he? Yeah. You know what that tells me? Christ put his seed in you. You got to get yourself up off the ground. You got to wash. You got to begin to invest. We have to begin to reproduce the seed that Jesus has put on the inside of us. You see, David didn't stop there at the shower. David didn't stop at the scent of water. The scent of water that came to the old root caused new life to grow up. Let me tell you, if we stop short of new life coming out of us, what good have we done? So David went back into Bathsheba and he, he they, they became intimate again. And Solomon was birthed out of that. Solomon means peace. If you don't have peace, then be intimate with Jesus. Let the peace of God come. The Bible says in Acts chapter 9, there was a man by the name of Saul. And Saul was just going on the road to Damascus. And he was going to go rob them Christians. He was going to throw them in jail. But what happened? The Bible says that the light shone from heaven. And where did it put him? The Bible says on the earth. You may think you're somebody, but I'm telling you, the Lord knows how to put you down on the earth. I said, the Lord knows how to put us down on the earth to show us what we're really made of. But can I tell you, water was calling because God sent a man by the name of Ananias to go to the street called Straight. And the first thing that Ananias did, he said, we're going to lay hands on you. He gave his life to the Lord. He got filled with the Holy Ghost. The scales moved from his eyes, and he went right where? He went right to the baptismal. He went right to the water. Can I tell you, the water was calling him. I'm telling you, church, there's a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, at the sin of water, we just got to get knocked down. But I'm telling you, when the water begins to move, when the water begins to move when the Holy Ghost of God will pour out upon his people one more time I'm telling you we're going to be engulfed and out of an old root is going to come new fruit would you stand with me tonight